generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Flooded Rolex at the Grammy Awards. They still selling dope, that's those Miami boys. Killers everywhere, it ain't no place to run. Forgive me for my wrongs, I have just begun. <laughs> Ain't no mercy, ain't ain't no mercy. Huh. Got that purple Lamborghini, purple Lamborghini lurking. Welcome back. <laughs> you were yes. listening to Mikey and Luke on the Keep the Change podcast live from Mikey's purple Lamborghini. <laughs> Sounds like I'm in Miami at Rick Ross's house. <laughs> well, funny you say that, mate. I was in Miami once. And I was at a hotel, and it's one of those hotels where the windows only just open. Oh, I yeah. opened it slightly, and you, I looked straight down to the pool. And there was this dude in there. I was like, fuck, is that Rick Ross? <laughs> so I recorded a Snapchat with this music backing it, <laughs> like yes, panning around, being like, got that purple Lamborghini. <laughs> yeah. If you want to look that one up, team, that's a real banger. Skrillex, Rick Ross, purple Lamborghini. We know you enjoy some of these tunes. And some of you fast forward them, but that's all good. Anyway, today... On the podcast, we have a very interesting discussion because there's one thing that Mikey likes more than his partner, Taylor, <laughs> and that is cars. Cars. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, I mean, wrong way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Taylor more than cars, yeah. Oh, that's funny. And, and it turns out that a bloke called Eric Freikberg has looked at how and why the number of luxury cars on New Zealand roads has boomed over the past two decades. And I said to Mikey, Jeez, mate, have you seen this? I think this is a really interesting podcast topic. So if you want to read this article, search that title, and Eric Freikberg is F-R-Y-K-B-E-R-G, if you want to find that. And it came out on the 15th of July on the amazing website, interest.co.nz, who have some good articles on there if you want to get a diverse range of uh economic data and different opinions it's really cool but anyway in this it says official figures show a surge in the number of luxury cars on New Zealand streets in the last two decades and I've definitely noticed this uh, there are more than uh, you, uh, you'd agree more luxury cars yeah yep yeah there are more than eight times as many cars of five luxury makes is that what that is marks or makes anyway registered by Waka Kotahi now than there were in the year 2000 the fast rising value of investment property over the most of that time is being credited for funding this opulent expenditure. Mm-hmm. Interest sought hard numbers from Waka Kotahi to verify anecdotal suggestions that bigger numbers of extravagant cars are cruising New Zealand streets playing Purple Lamborghini by Rick Ross these days than in the prior days. We chose five <laughs> famous makes, the Rari, Ferrari with... Leclerc driving those, <laughs> the Lamborghini, the Aston Martin, the McLaren, and the Maserati. 
Now, the figures provided by Waka Kotahi show that across five of these, the total number of registrations showed a gigantic increase from just 453 in December 2000 to 3,744 in March 2023. Mm. And mate, when I first read this, I actually thought that it said in March, uh, December 2020, and I thought, we've gone from 453 luxury cars in fucking <laughs> three years. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I can't believe how much money was printed. <laughs> but yeah, luckily, it's not three years. It's yeah. 23. So um, New Zealand, since as long as I've been alive, has been a very high, uh, we'll call them supercar per capita country. So, like, we have traditionally high ownership of expensive cars in New Zealand. Interestingly, New Zealand is one of the cheapest places in the world to buy expensive luxury cars. Really? Yeah, because it's just starting now, but we basically don't have any of those luxury taxes or, you know, they are starting to do crazy things with regos and, you know, clean car, whatever it is that they're doing. But basically, it's been cheaper for the last sort of 10 years to buy them here than a lot of other countries. Wow. Mm. Well, when I brought my Mercedes, mate, I got an AMG. I don't know what that stands for, Mm. but I do know that most of the AMGs, when you turn them on, they're like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they make that noise. and I'm like, is this thing okay, mate? It's it's supposed to sound like that. I'm like, yeah, 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 sorry, mate. Just just joke. It was just a joke. Um, And anyway... The guy said, yeah, you know, these things are performance-based and they can go this speed and whatnot. And I was like, fuck, it's pretty weird, eh, because we've got a 100k speed limit here. And the guy said to me, yeah, admittedly, he's like, when I first started working at Mercedes, one time I was talking to someone from Germany, I think it Mm. was, and they were like, why are you Kiwis buying so many of these AMGs? Yeah. You shit the roads and the hundred... Is that a German accent? I don't know, yeah, probably don't not. Know. <laughs> and you, you know, and basically like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? You, yeah, don't, you yeah. can't even drive them fast. Yeah, you don't have roads to drive them on. Yeah, or and we're limited to 100Ks in those days, but these days it's either 80 or 30. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. But he, the guy was basically saying to me, he's like, yeah, mate, we're just like obsessed with these. And the Mercedes doesn't even come into this, this five vehicle. No, well, uh, a couple of things with this graph of what they're calling, you know, high-end vehicles. It's like a Maserati is not really... Oh, okay, sorry to yeah. you Maserati owners out there. And most Aston Martins are not either. So, I mean, they have mentioned here that a lot of these numbers are because these car companies have started making SUVs, ah. which are not the traditional supercar that you know in your mind, which looks like a fucking wedge of cheese and yeah, cuts yeah. through air and stuff mm. and makes loud noises. Um, so that's a big part of it, which is smart business. Thank you, capitalism. Okay. Because, like... If you were a company and you're like, oh, I want to triple my sales, let's go and create this product because that market is gagging for it. That's where heaps of this registration comes from. Um, Because people are gagging for four-wheel drive type things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Because the roads are fucked. Ah, I see. Yeah, so you have to because speed bumps, you can't drive a Lambo. So I might as well get the Lamborghini four-wheel drive. Oh, I got it. Is that why people want utes maybe? Probably different, a little bit different. Well, the number one registered car last year was the Ford Ranger. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. But I suppose it just creates like monkey see, monkey do. Oh, I want to fucking, my mate's got a big ute. Mm. And then when you've got enough cash, you'll be like, well, I want the big. It is cool. Have you been in one? Yes. 
Yeah, yeah so clients have them. Yeah, yeah, and you drive over curbs and shit, and it doesn't matter. Like mm, that's quite I, good. I can't do that because like my wheels are expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I so, just curb mine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's not go there. Yeah, no, let's not go there. So that's part of it, but still, one hundred percent agree with this article. Okay, what do you mean with which article? What are you looking at? The oh, okay. one you're reading out. This so, is this is a lot of this stuff is leveraged. Yes. Okay. So let's get into the further uh, part of the uh, email because it then, uh, sorry, the article because it then says to the left wing critics. So it's interesting because I was just reading data to start with, and mm. then it starts bringing in Opinion. kind of yeah. This is more proof of just how rotten New Zealand has become. The rich are getting richer, and the poor are getting poorer. They say, and the rich are flaunting their wealth, parking their glittering vehicles amid homeless people sleeping rough, creating a Dickensian world where. When seen in a sh- wide shot, I don't even know what that is. That's why I tripped up there. Uh, but there might be more to it than that. The figures do not prove that the poor are getting poorer; just that the rich are definitely getting richer, and they're getting richer mainly due to property prices sprinting in the fast lane for most of the past decade, running shoulder to shoulder with an equally athletic stock market. That's fucking quite good writing, eh? Yeah, running shoulder to shoulder with an equally athletic stock market. Uh, so, awesome. this is. True, the housing market and the stock market have been on a tear since 2000 when they're looking at this data. Yep. And what's the reason you invest, Luke? Uh, to get dividends. <laughs> for what? Is this the IRD? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, capital gains? For, for your future. My future. Yeah. yeah. So some people's future, like as you know, when you talk to guys that are in business, they're like, I want a McLaren. Some guys, most of them. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... You know, if people started investing in 2000 and now they're coming to a point when the stock market and the housing market has just been at all-time highs, yeah, what do you think they're going to do? They took all of that sacrifice for that time, happened to accidentally get rich without knowing what they're doing, they're going to go buy the Lambo. Yeah. And I think it's just like a natural progression of what you see. The other side that, I don't know if it's in here or not, is in 1997, for example, just pre this data, an Auckland house would have been three, four hundred grand. A Ferrari, three, four hundred grand. Go buy a Ferrari now, three, four hundred grand. Auckland house, two million. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that price anchoring too. Yeah. Why would you buy a fucking uh, a Ferrari, mate? You could have bought a house. Exactly. And that's what everyone did, and they now they can sell them <laughs> up, and the, there's the arbitrage that they can go and yeah. use and. And now people are like, bro, why are you driving a Toyota? You could fucking, you could own a Lamborghini. <laughs> You've got a $2 million property, just but borrow against it. Multiple reasons, right? Yeah. Like on the car company side of things, they have more robots and R&D's got better and materials that they use have got better so they can produce the cars cheaper. Yeah. Even though they're still a luxury item, very expensive, they're cheaper to produce. Auckland housing has just gone fucking up into the right forever. Yeah, they haven't created any more land I mean no. I've opened some up but interestingly mate 2015 the total number of these five vehicles 1800 now 2023 so that's eight years later uh, it wasn't actually even that long so it's basically oh no basically so 3744 so effectively double mm. uh, in that time as well now there it does give you some breakdown in terms of like Lamborghini leads the way um, then it's like then, then we get into who is buying. So this is really interesting. So who is paying this sort of money for these sorts of cars? Almost universally, they are self-employed dealers are saying. Mm. Now, often we will bang on about getting in the right vehicle to wealth. <laughs> I'm not that, talking eh? car. <laughs> but have a look at that. So, you know, and just exactly like Mike said before, a lot of clients, are, they've got the dream car that they want. Yeah. And it's the Porsche or it's the Lambo or yep. it's the fucking something. Um, it's funny how they're just going back, how they're like, New Zealand's what did he what did he call it? Opulent. Uh, no? The oh. proof of just how rotten New Zealand has become 
you know, yeah. with the housing market, blah, 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 the homeless on the street, and then it's like, almost universally, they're self-employed. Yeah, according Fuck. to the dealers. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but there are also a large number of property developers, but beyond... <laughs> Which is effectively business it's again. It's business, yeah. yeah. But beyond those parameters, buyers of luxury cars cover the full gamut from old families with large gamut, G-A-M-U-T, I'm not very good with fucking technical words, from old families with large farms to brash young entrepreneurs. But there seem to be a few bucket list types who turn 50 and buy a Ferrari because life is passing them by. One thing is sure, there appears to be no shortage of people turning up on the forecourt wanting to buy a car costing six or more times the average Angle income. <laughs> now that we, uh, now I think we speak to a dealer. So the car we sell the most of would be the Mercedes Benz G wagon. That's the big V eight four drive thing. Yeah, and the doors they shut. Yeah, like thunk. Yeah, <laughs> says a senior Wellington luxury car dealer, Oliver Gasly. Might be Piers Gasly's brother. Uh, spelt different, <laughs> but anyway. When they come up second hand, they sell really quickly, and the price can range from the mid to the late three hundred thousand dollar mark. He says. At one stage, there was a year and a half waiting list for one of those cars. <laughs> Holy shit, I think I remember that. For some reason, too, man, for me, I've had the G-Wagon marketing. Yeah. Like, I kind of look at them like, oh, G-Wagon. But, um, yeah, I've been in one, and I'm like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, same. I didn't think that actually drove that good when I had a turn in one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't drive, I just sat in the passenger seat, but I was like, wow, is this the... Yeah. At one stage, there was a year and a half waiting list, as we say. So when uh, where are people getting the money to buy these sorts of cars? Gasly doesn't know and won't ask because he says the finances of his clients are their own private business and sometimes his sales are done remote and he doesn't even get to meet his clients. Summerfield is a bit more forthcoming, pointing out that 40 years ago, a Ferrari cost more than a house, but now it is huh. the other way around. Nice, Mikey. Yeah. And he suggests that steady increases in property values are pushing luxury cars within the range of people who could never afford them on their monthly salary. Property values have grown four times faster than most high-end cars over the past few decades, and that combined with removing import restrictions has increased the sales. Summerfield's comments are given some... Supporting evidence by official statistics, according to the Property Investors Federation, there are 600,000 600, rental properties in New Zealand. The vast majority of those are owned by mum and dad investors who in most cases own one to three rental properties. Actually, I can't remember the stat, but it's, it's, it's really high that they only own one. And this is yeah. kind of misleading because it says the vast majority of those are owned by mum and dad investors who in most cases own one to three rental properties. Well, yeah, yeah one to three, yeah. but most actually only own one. Yeah. According to the Real Estate Institute, the median price of a house is $780,000, which would give two rental investors over $1.5 million in property according to nominal values. If they had brought those properties at the start of this period in the year 2000, they would now hold most of that value in equity, perhaps $1 million. In property people, using, using geared investment techniques, which involves employing borrowed money to gallop ahead of inflation, could have pushed their wealth still higher to $1.5 million or more. That sort of money could snap up a Ferrari and still have change left over. I'm going to run some people through this so you understand if what it would take to borrow against your mortgage. Just as Mikey does this, because I'm directly reading out this article, I just want to point out that often I donate money to interest as a way to thank them uh, and support the journalism that they are doing because I value it and I get a lot out of it and I can often take some of these things and we can talk about snippets of them, etc. So... Uh, just in case anyone from interest.co.nz is listening and like, fucking hell, these guys are just reading out our articles. Go and check out interest.co.nz. Sign up if you uh, like the content, but I just regularly chuck in a little bit to uh, to say thanks. So, in 
regards to what they're saying here is if you bought that property in 2000, you've gained a million dollars worth of free equity, right? So what they're implying is you can just go and take it out against your house and go buy that $400,000 Ferrari quite easily. Yeah. If you did that today... Because you're still going to pay for it. Correct. So first things first is uh, purpose for lending is an important thing now. And even if you take it out against your mortgage, it would probably have to be over a five-year term. So if you go borrow 400 grand and rock down to the Ferrari dealer... At a 6.5% interest rate, that's $7,825 per month in, in repayments, repayments yep. principal and interest over five years, which is just under $95,000 a year. So you need a minimum of net leftover income of that. Of how much, sorry? $95,000 per year. Yeah, okay. So that's probably $150,000 salary? Yep. Maybe and higher? Not only that, to get approved by the bank, you're going to have to prove to them that you can do it on a 9% rate. So that's a hundred thousand, basically net. Yeah, so one hundred fifty thousand dollars salary after KiwiSaver and tax would give you about one hundred and three. If you K. have no other debt, oh wow, which yeah, which you won't because no, you have rental property. So yeah. even if you want to buy a luxury car, kind of the way that this article implies, you better have a Gucci fucking income. Yeah, I see. So if you see someone driving in a Ferrari, even if it's on finance. You should probably stop them and ask them how they did it, because mm. they at least have to have a good income. And remember too that their incomes could decrease because they're self-employed and their businesses may not be going like they used to. So you could see some of those vehicles get put on the market. Yeah, and the interest rate on that vehicle might also go up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. I think there is definitely a portion of the luxury car market that is fueled by credit and it's definitely I know some guys that play in that space on purpose and use debt on purpose because they don't they want to do multiple at once and then they keep them for a certain amount of time then they try and sell them for profit and all this kind of shit oh, okay. right? so they're using debt to try and diversify as and like get, get three of these types of cars and then you know if one might do really well and the other two might do okay and then they can the profits it's kind of like diversifying in the share market almost yeah but there is a bit of debt behind these cars but you have to understand that even if there is debt behind it they had to be able to afford to get the loan in the first place which means you needed to be pretty onto it and have a decent income mm. yeah what if your rental your rental income on your one or two rentals <laughs> paying out like 35 to 75k a year ain't going to get you a ferrari i wonder if some of these people have leveraged their property got their rental Stayed in the market, time in the market, age-old thing, and then gone, fuck, I'm selling at the peak, sold at the peak, and then bang, paying cash mm. for one of those Lambos too. For sure, for Cause, sure. Cause I mean, I've, this guy says here, like, when they turn 50, right? Like, yeah. if you had two or three rentals and you're like, fuck, it's time for the Porsche, bin one of them off, let's roll, cash yeah. money, bang in there. Yeah, because I'd imagine, I would, I, yeah, I wish that they asked these people how many, what's the percentage between people who pay cash and those yeah, who, who uh, finance, finance it? it yeah. It's probably available data somewhere, but yeah. Because I've got a mate who sells properties to yeah, really wealthy people. Um, <laughs> and I asked him about finance and he laughed at me one time. He's like, bro, these people aren't buying finance. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, but you said it was seven million. He's like, that's just for level three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, far out. Okay, okie dokie. I'd, I'd say, like, if you go and trade me, you can look up Ferrari and Lamborghini and all this stuff, and there's a whole lot of secondhand stuff there that, that turns over reasonably okay. Yeah. And I'd say a lot of that stuff would have finance to it, but, like, if I'm rocking into Lambo the Savo, and I'm like... Are you? Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to be like, cool, I want to sit down and spec out my car, the paint, you know, like, the colour of the seats, the colour of the wheels, everything. Like, that person there... It's probably not like, hang on, I'll just go and check with Mikey and see if he can do a mortgage top up to do this. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. it's a little bit less likely. But yeah, I mean Are you when you get your one, are you get would you get a second hand Lambo? Yeah. Oh you would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So you're not gonna like pick it from the start. What if like I've curbed the rims on it? <laughs> <laughs> you just feel like, hey, you bring the price down. Yeah. Get this fixed. Yeah, you, I don't you're know. You're gonna take so much care of that car, eh? Yeah. <laughs> It'll be funny, like it'll go on like they keep the change page when I drive out of there and no one will ever see it again probably. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'll use it, but yeah I, yeah, I don't know, I might buy a brand new one, it'll depend at the time. Yeah, that's going to be cool. There's a particular model I want that they don't want, that they don't make anymore, so that one can't be new. So the interesting thing, so 2000, say there's 450 of these things in the country right now, there's like 3,700 now. Mm. I wonder, like, what does that do psychologically? Like, we see more of them, so then we're like, wow, you know, um, do you, which path do you go down? Do you think, fuck them, man, or do you get inspired? You know, like, I used to see Joseph Rakic mm. heading Spring around. one. Yeah, and I think an orange one, I think, man, that dude's, you know, he, he, he must be doing well. That's where my brain would go to. I wouldn't mm. be like, oh, he doesn't deserve that. He's a PT or something. I'd be like, fuck, what's he doing that other PTs aren't doing? This is interesting. Uh, but I'd imagine, you know, this article kind of at the start starts with like, you know, the rich are getting richer and parking their glittering cars and the, you know, it's, it's probably like a little bit tongue in cheek. But yeah, I wonder what that's going to do for people, whether they'll then go, you know, maybe, maybe I should have, um, you know, could I, could I one day have one of those? But also I saw something the other day when someone was saying like, you know, drive these cars whilst you've got the chance because eventually, like, you may not have a chance because they could be electric. And mm. you'll be like, fuck, I wonder what it was like to drive the petrol Lambo. Yeah. I mean, that's I probably over a long period, right? Well, but it should be by 2030. Oh, really? Yeah, Gosh. they reckon, what, was it 2035 or 2030, the agenda we're doing for electric cars? I don't know, whatever it is. Wow. But yeah, that will fail, mate. Electric cars are a fucking scam. So that will, <laughs> what do you that mean, will crash. Got a Tesla in the fucking <laughs> that car. That will crash and burn heavily. But yeah, the yeah they. they do you think? Oh, you go. Sorry, I interrupted you. Well, they just they play on people's emotions. These cars, right? Like mm. they really are. I can remember when I was a kid when I would like see a Ferrari or something, in it, and like you don't even know what it is really, but you no. can tell that it's something. Yeah, that's really clever. That's like, you know, the the noise is different to the other cars. All the other cars are Corollas and whatever around it, and then there's like this bright red thing that's got less doors. The fucking roofs off, the exhaust screaming, and you're like, huh? You don't even know what it is, but you can tell it's fucking means something. And when you were a kid, and me, as little as back in two thousand, there was only four hundred and fifty. Of these types of things. Of the Ferraris, it was only 256. Far more scarce, yeah. Lamborghini, 25. Yeah. So again, you'd be like, whoa, I haven't seen one of those. That stands mm. out even more. Now they don't stand out as much, especially if you hang out places like Mikey does, like Parnell. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah. if, if you go get your hair cut there or hit the cafe or the subway or whatever, like, legit, you will probably see a Ferrari or a Lambo. It's funny because, like, because I sort of follow the game a bit. Like, these days you get... It used to just be like there is a supercar, right? Which is the twenty five Lambos in New Zealand. They're all supercars. Now, 
they've broken them up into classes. Yeah. So marketing, they're like, this is an entry-level supercar. This is our super sports model. This is our hypercar, which is above the supercar. And they've got like these stages. So, you know, they're just, it's clever. It's business. Like they're, they're marketing to that. So like, if you're a little bit poor, you can still have a Ferrari <laughs> and get that cheap model. <laughs> Imagine how much cash these dealerships have made in the last five years. It says here, dealers add that COVID-19 actually helped sales of luxury cars because lockdown stopped rich people from spending their money on expensive overseas holidays. Wow. So, yeah. Well, remember I sent you that video of the cars coming into the port and I was like, bro, yeah. what are those? And yeah, it was just yeah, these yeah. like specked out fucking Lambos <laughs> and different Porsches colours and, and shit. shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's um, you know, I, I think it's going to be unstoppable and it will just happen more. Mm. Yeah, I don't think people can, you can't stop people having the desire to want a special car. But the also, only thing we'll get tricked into is that a lot of, like, the entry-level stuff is just shit with a it? Ferrari badge on it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll and, get tricked into that for a while. And, like, the other ones too, your Maseratis, your Lambos and stuff. I'd rather have a Lambo than a, than a Ferrari, but I don't think I'll yeah. even do that. But, but there's, so yeah. Never say never. Yeah, yeah. There's, like, entry-level Lambos and there's entry-level Ferraris now and there's, you know, Maserati is not a super... They make one supercar Maserati. One. Really, but they've got a range of like fifteen cars, so oh. they're, they're not a, they're just a like an Italian heap of shit on wheels. <laughs> Shout out to all the what are they Maserati <laughs> yeah. drivers? Yeah. So yeah, but you can't stop people from doing this. Otherwise, these companies wouldn't exist. That's why mm. they're there, and it's not a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing. And if people want to work and then invest and spend their whole life working towards it. Good on them. Do you know what I think's interesting, mate, is that Drive to Survive has, mm. has really encouraged people to take an interest in Formula One. Mm. Now, interestingly, in Formula One, you have McLaren, mm. you have Ferrari, you have Mercedes, etc. You know more about it than I. Mm -hmm. But interestingly, what I've seen too is that people are wearing the caps. So now they're associating with the brand through... I'm some, wearing one right now. Yeah. But <laughs> even in the gym, people are wearing a Mercedes hat, for instance. Yeah. And I, like, I had a fucking Mercedes and I was like, oh, can I get one of those hats? Like, of course you can, $810. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I'll, I'll, sorry, I'll pick one up uh, <laughs> yeah. next time. I'm like, no, no, we can charge it to the credit card that's on the account, mate. And I was like, no, 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 no. You're all good, mate. You're all good. I wanted, the, I wanted the white one. We'll get the white one. If, no, no, no. It's huge. I'm trying to the back out of it. The business and the F1 is gigantic. And all that's going to do is plant more of that branding in the minds of Kiwis. But that's the reason why Formula One exists, is to market for their car companies. Yeah. Formula One doesn't exist for, for like a... Well, it's a it's a dick swinging contest for the manufacturers, but basically, when Michael Schumacher was in a Ferrari and had like championship years, they sell more cars. Wow, simple as that. I was going to ask you a really stupid question, but I'm going to because I was about to ask. So, mate, who makes the Red Bull's car? But like, they must that engine must come from somewhere, does it? At like, the moment, it's a Honda. Oh, it's a Honda. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. And the, uh, Previously so, or no? Future? Uh, oh, there's been all sorts. They. They, I'm pretty sure Red Bull started as buying out Team Jaguar, so they were okay. Jags. Yeah. Oh, so Jags are in there too, right? Aren't yeah, they? they've been. They've had Renaults as engines, but Red Bull at the moment is Hondas. Yeah. Does uh, did Lambo do anything? No, Lambo have never ever been a race car. Ah, oh. yeah. So they've never competed in any of the. They make um, GT3 cars and stuff like that now, and they've just announced that they're going to get into Le Mans. But basically, Lamborghini himself was of the view that I will make such good road cars that are so much better than Ferrari, people will buy them anyway. 
Real Italian fuckers, eh? It's oh, quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So you think this is a good thing that we've gone from 450 of these to 3,000 something? I think everyone should drive gangster cars, yeah. <laughs> so we should just give out one of these they, two They're safer, man. They've got wider tyres, they've got better brakes, they accelerate better, they've got better safety technology. Just, yeah, go buy a supercar. <laughs> So <laughs> simple as that, team. Yeah. And if you've leveraged against your property over the last twenty years, you've really got no excuse. I do. Uh, coming back to the finance side of it, I do truly believe that there is a section, maybe a twenty or twenty. I've got no data to prove this, but like a twenty or twenty-five percent of the luxury car market that is propped up by finance that that is edgy. For example, I think that, that what they're teetering on the edge. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got no data to. Just from talking to people who I know in the industry about how much of it was sort of going through in finance during the boom with people that were dragging a lot from their future yeah, um, that will, you know, they'll hang on to them for as long as they can but eventually you have that thing where it's like, fuck, no one actually cares that I own a Lambo. Yeah, yeah. You know, at the time it felt like a good idea but it's probably time to do the right thing and get out my finances back in order and that'll be on the on the market yeah I've been posting about this Lambo and each time I do my followers go down <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah interesting yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, if you get went and bought a car on finance for a status or an image you got, it's a recipe for a fuck up yeah you better spend that money on some fucking psychology lessons or counselling <laughs> yeah. or something like tidy well, up the it's underlying. normal man Mm, that's true. That's actually normal. The way you're thinking is not normal. <laughs> yeah, that's <a> good. <laughs> that's point. why we're trying to teach people this. But yeah, you will 100% wake up if it's a material item that you chased for status, mm. uh, and you will not want that any longer once it's once you're used to it. Yeah, yeah. And then you'll be chasing the next thing. Mm. You know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe just go for a hot lap down at Pukekohe, or not not there anymore, uh, Hampton Downs, or somewhere. Yeah, or like, yeah. can you go and go, go to Gold Coast and rent one? Yeah, good point. Yeah, that was cool. Mm. But like even that day, you drive it around, and it is it is special. When I rented one out, and you're like, "Fuck, this is quite cool. I I could definitely own one of these." But if you strip back like the emotional stuff, which will fall away after you've had it for a while, it's it's just a car. Yeah, you know, like which is what you think a car is. Get you from A to B. <laughs> yeah, it does a job. Jeez, mate, we get get this on the record. It's just a car. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't truly like the car for certain reasons, then you'll it will wear out, and you'll be like, "Why the fuck am I paying fifteen percent finance or this five year loan term on my mortgage to drive this thing, which I could replace with a Tesla?" <laughs> <laughs> those are a ticking time bomb, man. The amount of finance on those. Yes, they fuck are. me. So easy to get. That, that is a way bigger problem than the luxury car market. Mm, yeah, everyone's kind of been given some form of access to electric vehicles. So we're, we're doing credit. we're doing loans for zero percent finance for five years against your home at the moment for them. And in five years, when the batteries are fucked and they're basically a write off because it's too expensive to fix the battery. <sighs> They're going to be worth nothing, bringing the whole value of that market down. That's a ticking time bomb. Wow. What? Uh, how long has Tesla been around for? A number of years. Like, surely this would have already been a problem in America if the batteries fuck out and people would complain more about my car's not worth anything. Yeah. If, if you did more DD before going to like the fastest purchase Tesla <laughs> buyer ever, you would have found all of this out. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Uh, look, I'll just sell mine to a Greens voter before I <laughs> give them some free cologne. I can't use that. <laughs> Shit, we better go, away. Oh, we do, yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the testimony. It's good, but yeah, I'll, I appreciate the heads up. I'll yeah. have to bloody uh, make sure I time my exit well. Yeah. 
Oh, well, that's been interesting. Um, yeah, if you want to find that article and go and read about that, Eric Freikberg, F-R-Y-K-B-E-R-G, on the 15th of July, interest.co.nz. It looks, Eric Freikberg looks at how and why the number of luxury cars on New Zealand roads has boomed over the past two decades and notes that Mikey will add to that in the future <laughs> when he gets his Lambo. <laughs> Ain't no mercy, ain't, ain't, ain't no mercy.